We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Report. We are joined by Matt Jones. You probably know him from his work at FTN Network, also former Rotoviz writer covering a lot of DFS and PGA for us. Uh, we're excited to have him on. Matt, how's it going? Um, other than, you know, uh, all of my lineups and all of my teams, uh, <laughs> it's going pretty well. <laughs> Um, before we get into the fantasy stuff, I actually was looking at your Twitter profile and you have something here called head brewmaster at Jones beach brew. You want to talk to me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we should be, um, should be in market hopefully by Thanksgiving. Uh, in theory, uh, maybe, maybe by New Year's uh, is the, is the end goal. It's one of those things that everything that you think takes a month takes three months. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're, we should be, we should be open, uh, open up and in business, uh, here pretty soon. And, uh, where's the market you're going to be serving? Uh, it will, will be on Long Island, uh, Long Island. mostly to start Long Island and New York city. And then hopefully, uh, hopefully go grow from there, but we'll, uh, we'll see how, see how it goes, you know, nice. can't be worse than, uh, than my lineups today. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's weird to have so many bad lineups on a week when I think four teams scored uh, over 40. But uh, here we are, you know. Uh, one of those teams that scored over 40 was the Bucks. Tom Brady passed for 411 yards and five touchdowns. Um, I mean, you know, uh, are we talking MVP season here for Tom Brady? Can you feel like what could go wrong for this team from here on out? Yeah, I mean, they're just the the Bucks in general are just clicking at. It almost seems like they can just do whatever they want. Like they can just pick two guys during the week and just be like, "Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a an Evans and Brown week, and we're just gonna do like whatever the hell we feel like doing." Uh, and and nobody's nobody's really seemed to have much of an answer for them. So I mean, it the, like Tom Brady just isn't like a isn't the same species as uh, as anybody uh, else in the league i don't think it's it's really kind of amazing to watch um they're they're just gonna run away with everything it, it feels like um but 
you know, it's October and, and things do change. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll get a little tired in his old age, uh, come, come November, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. It's what's really interesting to me is just how fast happy this team has been, even in the red zone. Uh, they just, they just aggressively sling the football. Um, like even Gio Bernard got into the mix, catching, catching, catching a 10-yard TD earlier. But the two, yeah. I mean, like both both Brown and Evans had like a couple of TDs each. Um, Antonio Brown really has been a pretty impressive, you know, he really is like the boom-bust kind of a guy, right? Like he just oscillates wildly and today was just one of those massive games. It's really interesting watching these like, you know, guys who we think or theoretically should be washed play at this like, Incredible all-star level. Well, I mean, Brady, like you said, just a completely different species because, like, there are a bunch of, like, older quarterbacks in the league who are looking completely, completely dusted. Um, and 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 Brady somehow actually looks better than a lot of young quarterbacks who we think are good, right? So that's, that's kind of uh, disastrous on that end. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just not fair. Like he wants to pay the fifty, he probably could, he probably could. Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I, I, I did want to talk about this one guy on the other side of the football there in, in Miles Gaskin. Uh, he only had like five rushing attempts, but like he caught ten targets, man. All ten of his targets for seventy-four yards and two TDs. Like that's ridiculous. Like, this is a Christian McCaffrey stat line, right? Like this is like Christian McCaffrey level stat line. Uh, you know, like, do you think this like usage from Miles Gaskin is going to continue going forward? Do we expect to see some more shenanigans with Malcolm Brown like going forward? Like, like, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, just thinking about it, like, eh, was this not the same game script last week where he got what, like, three tenths of a of a fantasy point? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. I don't, like, I truly, I truly don't understand. Um, like, I don't get how that. I don't get how that filters through and that is like processed as like, Oh, like this week we're not going to use him whatsoever. And then the following week, the game runs exactly the same way. And we're like, Oh, like I just, um, I think the usage is just going to be inconsistent. Um, You know, I like him. Uh, I, I think that in general he should be used like this. Um, And they, you know, it seems like at least with Brissett, I mean, not that Tua look great either, but it seems like they're probably going to find themselves in this game script. Um, maybe not to this extent, but uh, they're going to be trailing a lot. And you would you would hope that he would be used this way every time that they're trailing. So hopefully this is like the that tipping point where uh, the coaching staff just sort of realizes like, oh, you know, we, we can get this guy the ball in space and let him do what he did for us last year and, and, you know, let him at least contribute in some way, because there's not a whole lot else fuller out, you know, there, there's all this other stuff going on there. Um, two is out. Like you, you got, got to figure your playmaker and he is one of those guys. So um, I'm hoping that this is like the week that we look back on and we're like, Oh, this is when, this is when everything clicked and he began, you know, the usage that, that he probably should have been seeing uh, the whole year. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause Malcolm Brown, like the guy who was basically getting all the work last week, he didn't, he didn't touch the football at all this week. He was like 
I think he was on for like a handful of like fast blocking snaps and that was it. And even then, I I don't know how much like fast blocking he did per se. Um, Tua, I believe that's a good point because I think I think uh, he might be back next Sunday. Like, don't quote me on that. That's still iffy. Like, I know the seventeenth of October was like initially floated as when he could be back. Uh, So you know, TBD. Um, I did want to back up just a little bit back to Tom Brady. Like I'm old enough to remember when this Miami Dolphins' defense was like considered to be like this incredible, like <laughs> like phenomenal pass rush, but can also like you know completely shut down the like like you know like like no no fly zone levels, so, like basically like a, like a, like a juggernaut. And like today, they just got completely dismantled, like and humiliated. Like it's just it's just like it's like this over eager enthusiasm behind this like defensive unit that is. On the on like this is like the, on the defense like it's not because the offense can't sustain drives as much it's because the defense just couldn't stop anybody like anytime you're seeing you're seeing Gio Bernard he's he's free in space like the nearest defender is like 15 yards away right or or Brown or Evans or Godwin like it's just man it's just like what the Bucks are doing is like legitimately I don't know devil devil magic levels like kind of play you, you shouldn't be doing this at like 42 man. Yeah, it's like, and also, like, get Xavier Howard out of here. Like, I'm so sick of this stuff with all these cornerbacks that have, like, four good games and everybody, you know, starts, like, bowing down to them. Like, I'm I'm so over all this stuff with this stupid cornerback garbage. It's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, Xavier Howard looks really good getting roasted by, like, pretty much, I think, anyone who got a football today, I think. Like, near him. I think, I think Tyler Johnson also popped off, right, for three. Three catches for 42 yards. Like, that's ridiculous, man. Like, when you're getting cooked by, like, all these guys, right? Like, it's just, like, like it's, like, you just you just got to go with it. I don't know, man. Like, it's 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 just weird. Um, I did want to get, like, your thoughts here just a little bit on, on, on Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, six targets, two for 31 there. Um, you know, better days ahead for this guy. What are you doing? Because he was a serious kind of almost, like, chalk lock. Uh, type of guy if you're looking for someone to run this game back with yeah i mean that that was frustrating for sure like he um you know you're you're never gonna see uh from like a dfs perspective you're never gonna see uh look at this game and be like gaskin is the guy to run it back with but like (laughs) that was just like the stone nuts to do um and i'm sure i'm sure that um yeah, I mean, Waddle's gonna get Waddle's gonna get this probably this level of of targets. Um, I mean, what what do you what can you really like looking back on it? Like, what can you really expect from him? He's gonna get a half dozen targets. It's still Jacoby Brissett. Like, he's a serviceable <laughs> NFL backup quarterback, but like for fantasy purposes, like he's not gonna jump off the page. Like, the reason why Gaskin had such a good game is because of who Brissett is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's that's the that's the rub at this point. Like looking back, you're like, well, yeah, of course. Like even if Waddle gets eight targets, like what is his ceiling in this offense? Even even though they had to throw so much, like it worked out perfectly for you to need a run back on the other side, and it still didn't work for him. So like when mm-hmm. when will it? With at least with Brissett, like maybe. Maybe you could say, all right, we'll come and efficiency comes up in, in some sense, but 
I mean, I don't know. That's that's been an up and down proposition as well with with Tua. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. It was frustrating to uh, you know if you rostered Waddle today. The other guy who's been frustrating for a long time in this team who got seven targets is Gasicki. Um, I mean, do you think like they're still giving him targets and he's still kind of not producing with them? Is it time for us to kind of give up on Gasicki's breakout hopes, especially with Brissett at QB? I mean, I think I think we probably have to. I think we probably have to stick with it, honestly. Like, <laughs> I think I think that they're at a certain point. Like, the tight end landscape is just so disgusting that you like you're essentially just hoping for like you know a couple of touchdowns here and there, and you're going to be like like Dawson Knox, like te six right now. And it's yeah. just all touchdowns. And, like, he hasn't even done that well, like, from a volume perspective or anything. But, like, if they're going to target him in the red zone, then, like, he's going to be fine. Um, so, Gasecki, you're hoping that those touchdowns come. But, again, with this offense, um, they don't look they don't look particularly explosive. And, you know, Brissett can, can pepper him with targets all he wants. But if, if they're only going to score 17 points uh, – you know, a week and only get a couple of touchdowns. I think that you're 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 going to get a, a two touchdown week here and there. And in DFS, that probably provides like an outsized return where you can be happy about it. Um, and hopefully, his, his price stays where it is, or even drops a little bit as he you know stays inefficient. Um, and if you just kind of stick with it, at some point, you would imagine that he has that payoff week where people are just giving up like people are you know in season long or or dropping him or whatever and well probably not dropping him because tight ends are garbage but um at least considering benching him and at that point he's gonna have you know the the five catch for 80 yards and two touchdowns and like you'll need him to win anything on on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever yeah it's a good thing you mentioned that about like the the the, the sadness that's a TE landscape if only because if only because um i do find it interesting to see how much like the everything's been shaken up from like these preseason expectations right like you could get guys like uh dawson knox and dalton schultz for free um uh you know and what's his name because like everyone thought that other guy uh the other dallas tight end the the one who they were all overdrafting last year yeah the overdrafted guy yeah like jarvin (laughs) Um, yeah, 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 him. Both of them? Like, uh, <laughs> not both. Yeah, no. Jarwin, Jarwin last year was like I think going at like the five, like the five six turn in FFPC. Um, it was just like okay. the hype. The hype was <laughs> just, just ridiculous. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Um, but, but yeah, no. These guys who see healthy volume like are, are pretty interesting. I remember like Jared, like Jared Daigle actually wrote that he might be considering. And like in like not a joke type of way was he was like considering I think slotting in uh, Dalton Schultz ahead of Kyle Pitts for like the rest of the season, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I got because to Matt's points a little bit of just like it's a volume game. You want to roster these guys for getting that right? Um, yeah, I mean, and also you figure as far as the tight ends go, like from you know zooming back to like draft season, 
you're you're talking about like when you look at these season long projections from whatever whatever site it doesn't matter who it is um if you look from like tight end five to tight end 15 they're separated by like right so like you're you're talking about such a fragile projection to begin with because there's you know this guy gets tackled on the one three times during the year and he's eight spots lower <laughs> for the season so there there's all of that that has to go into it too and when you're talking about you know season long we know that like kelsey is going to get all these all these looks right we know that waller's going to get all these looks and then yeah like we hope kittle and then he gets hurt right or <laughs> or pitts is a unicorn and he's gonna you know he had a good day today obviously this morning but he's been disappointed and it and it took like everybody on the Falcons dying for it to work for him. <laughs> like he needed all of that extra to sort of be, to get that breakout game. And like, who knows they were playing the jets. Like Waller had that game against the jets last year too. Right. Like the, I don't know. I just, I think, I think we're, we joke about, we're just wrong so much. Um, yeah. But like with, with tight end, we're, we're not taking, I don't think, at least me personally, I'm not taking enough shots. Like when I'm doing all these best ball drafts over the summer or I'm entering, you know, joining all these leagues, I'm not taking enough shots at these like super late tight ends. And I'm talking myself into these middle tight ends that end up, you know, yep. being, you have to rely on the touchdowns for it to work. And like, we're not, we're not in that business. Like we know, we know better than to, to try to project that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good point and it's why i'm i you know every year i don't even go into the season intending to do this but i always end up on most of my teams going with an elite tight end at one of those spots if i can but um you mentioned kyle pitts he uh i saw a tweet i think from matthew friedman that said through his first five games he's got more receiving yards than any other tight end in history so far um after today of course but um i guess what is your outlook on him for the rest of the season, given how he performed today. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unfortunately he's, he's not going to play the jets 12 more times, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that would, that would help for sure. Um, I, I think we're going to get more of the same. I think that he's probably going to have, I don't know, three, maybe four more of these games, like today's game. Um, and he's going to have a bunch of games where he sees all these targets and the offense just doesn't click and he's disappointing. Like, I think he's going to look excellent in end of the year ranking, but I think he's also going to, I think he's going to kind of hurt some season long teams that are just playing him every week. Um, I'll be super interested to see his, his win rates, um, once the season is over. Cause I, I, my intuition is that he's going to be, uh, he's going to rank very highly for, for his long rank and have sort of a, a than expected win rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lower, uh, lower than expected win rate. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be, um, although I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in between. I, I think, I think that he's going to 
probably show up actually a little bit better in best ball. And I think some people are going to mm-hmm. complain that they had him on his seat on their season long teams, like, you know, managed leagues. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think no, that maybe, maybe that's how it actually shakes out. Yeah. No, I mean, given where he was drafted in best ball, I think you would, you'd have to have a pretty good season to return the sort of, uh, sort of win rate you would, you would need for it to make a difference. But yeah. uh Yeah. I wonder if you could speculate, where do you think he'll go next year in best ball? I think, I mean, realistically, I think he'll probably uh, like going where, where Kittle was. I think that would, I think he'll, he'll flip with Kittle. Um, But again, like, he could have, you know, say he has, say he has five more games like this, he's going to be in the second round. Like yeah. if he has three more games like this, he'll probably be where Kittle was. And if he has no more games like this, he'll probably be exactly where he was last year. And it'll just be, you know, uh, you know, rookie, rookie stuff. Like, it, it, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's fine. Like we're, yeah. it's going to happen next year. And then it's like, who's the quarterback? Like what's happening in Atlanta? Like there's going to be a million questions moving forward yeah. with him. Um, but yeah, I think I think he probably slots in somewhere between where he was going this past year and and Kittle's spot would be my my first guess. Yeah, he'd probably wind up as a DE three, right? I would yeah. assume like that's like that's where he should settle in next year. Um yeah, I mean I mean like in and, and as far as like the entire like leads, like all like res- like TEs and receiving yards, like that's kind of like it, like that's, that's that's almost expected, right? Even throughout history. This is like I think a little unprecedented in the fact that you know the Falcons cleared the deck for Pitts. It just so happens that he's listed as tight end. It's not like like a lot mm-hmm. of the other teams didn't go in clearing the decks for George Kittle, right? right? Like that wasn't <laughs> the case. Like Kittle was a sixth round pick, right? Like yeah. like like you know like uh, the Falcons decided they were moving on from Julio. And decided they were going to stick with Matt Ryan and draft bits as some kind of like Julio surrogate. I don't know, man. Like it just like it still doesn't make any sense because, um, you know, like this was like an aging contending team, so like they could have and should have had actually tore down to rebuild versus reload via rookie tight end. I don't know, man. Like 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 that's just like you know very weird. I mean. Pitts is a really good player. It really helps that he's a TE as opposed to, you know, you know, like, because of just the uniqueness he has at the spot. I just, I don't know. Um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting because I think a lot of, he might actually be overdrafted next year. Where you, like, Matt, like, he might actually wind up as a TE too, I think. Like, maybe going a little bit on that sophomore year, like, leap. Especially if it's, like, you know, current role stays unchanged. Well, it kind of depends how, uh, I mean, how Waller, Waller finishes. But yeah, you can see a lot of these guys, like if Hawkinson finishes strong, yeah, Mark Andrews has a stretch of good games, you could see any of them kind of jump into that range. Yeah. Um, another rookie I want to get some thoughts on, had a big game today. Jamar Chase caught six of ten targets and, uh, what do you have, 159 yards? Yeah. yeah. Um, and a score. Right, right. Uh, it looked like he almost had one more, I think, but they 
they ended up calling that back. I didn't see the whole thing, but I mean, in any case, you know, are we ready to proclaim him the best, uh, best wide receiver in the NFL? That, that question froze, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, the, the, the scorching hotness. No, I mean, look, he, like, he's good. Like people, people decided that a couple of like training camp drops and like this weird, this weird white stripe quote that he had like <laughs> meant like he was just going to fall out of the NFL by like week seven. Um, <laughs> it's just the weirdest, like that whole thing was so bizarre. Like I, you know, I would be lying if I wasn't like a little hesitant and being like, Oh, you know, like maybe he's going to start slow or whatever, but like we knew who he was. Like, I don't, <laughs> like I don't understand <laughs> that. Like people thought he couldn't catch a football because it's inflated a little like I don't I just I can't get with these like narrative like all these people just like lose their minds over every blurb and it's just like like people let his ADP drop at the end of the summer yeah because he yeah. I, I just I can't he's he's very good I'm hoping that the uh the Bengals continue to hopefully throw um and you know keep you know, sort of get back to like when we thought um, when we thought Zach Taylor, Taylor was like aggressive and and maybe somewhat smart. Um, if they could get if they could get back to that at some point, um, that would that would be that would be even better for him. But I think that this offense as a whole, like having those three wide receivers is just like beyond um, like they can they can really do whatever they want as long as Burrow's healthy. Uh, and the scheme is even like, like, um, I think that Chase is going to have a ton more of these games. I think Higgins is going to be uh, great, and I think Boyd will be fine also. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a good thing you bring up the Burrow health thing because he was rushed to the hospital following the game today, like for a throat contusion. I hope everything's okay with Burrow. That this isn't particularly serious. Um, I haven't heard anything else. Uh, but I mean, to, to, to your point, Matt, like, you know, like the fact that this team has decided to go from being incredibly pass happy and neutral script to becoming just this, oh my God, like, like they're winning in the exact opposite ways that we <laughs> thought they'd be winning. They're still winning, but like, we they, like, like they're yeah. just not doing it in the way that we thought. Like it's this really ugly, slow offense, not a lot of passing, very, um, run heavy, um and even today like, like like zach taylor and his love affair with joe mixon like got him a touchdown like even though like mixon is clearly clearly less than possibly even 10 percent, he still put him out there it's it's um you know p ryan did a lot of damage today on the ground too they also had chris evans mixon you know like, like, like this is a team that you'd expect to see a lot more passing because joe burrow is very very good i saw someone actually mention um, I think someone from PFF last week like mentioned that like Joe Burrow kind of is not good. Like he's just like kind of this like league average quarterback. Whereas, whereas like you know, I think that that's <laughs> completely wrong. Like, um, like, like it's just like just 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 wrong. Like I'm sorry. Like yeah, he's an older prospect, and we don't like those as much. But like, he's still very very good. Um, 
I think I just having Jamar Chase makes him that much better. I don't know, man. Like it's just it's it's fun. It's fun seeing them these guys actually work. And I'm hoping that like Higgins is back to you know his normal self. It just sucks because the buy there, like the like the expected points buy there could be a lot higher if they were just passing a lot more. Yeah, it's funny to say that Burrow is like a, a league average QB because we really haven't seen him have that many opportunities this season. Like uh, you know, today he threw 38 passes and that was his season high by uh last you know previous week he was at 32. That was his previous season high. So um I mean yeah, you hope that eventually the Bengals will kind of unleash this offense but uh it certainly doesn't look hopeful yeah yeah it's 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 definitely frustrating they they came into the week in neutral script like a 55 percent pass rate which is 22nd looks like yeah yeah um yeah i mean again hope hopefully that hopefully that uh that comes up a little bit luckily though they are still being efficient with those passes. So it's like it's almost like a Seattle East situation um, yeah. to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, last year they were first, right, in pass rate above expected in neutral script. So it's just just it's a bummer that they're they're not <laughs> like where we thought they'd be. Um, I did want to talk just a little bit about another rookie wide receiver here. Um, in Devonta Smith, who caught you know seven of eight targets for seventy-seven yards, and you know for the Eagles today, they went over the Panthers. Um, you know, like like he's been kind of gangbusters from here on out. Like just from, from, the, from like stepping on a football field, he's another one who saw a lot of his like his ADP really like uh, in the toilet for most of the offseason. Like out of curiosity, like when are you playing Smith in DFS? Like if ever, like it's it's just I find it very difficult to figure out the Eagles. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think now. This is week five. I've I've probably I've probably stacked him hurts uh at least at least two weeks, maybe three. Um I I think that's that's really the 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 best way uh the best way to do it with him. I think that like he's what has he seen? Probably a half dozen targets every week at least. Um oh, yeah. at least somewhere in that ballpark. Like he he had, I think it was weeks one and three. He had like a weird, like kind of weird usage. Like he got targets, but like the air yards weren't there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't watch the whole game today. So I don't know what, you know, obviously he had the eight targets, but I don't know what the, the air yards will shake out at. But like he's had these games already where he's like up at like 160, 160 air yards. And that's like, what more could you, what more could you possibly want? Like a guy that's getting six to eight targets and pushing over like 120 130 air yards um like i i think we i think we have to probably start uh consider a little bit he's been in like a weird he's been in a weird price range i feel like every week like he you have to kind of you have to go out of your way to prioritize him most weeks it seems like so far whereas like you know like he hasn't been like a true value and he hasn't been like you know, expensive enough to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to get this cheap running back so that I can fit him in. Like, he's just sort of been in the middle no matter what. So I think he's been like kind of 
kind of forgotten here and there. Um, and I think that probably continues until, you know, I guess he scored a touchdown week one, but I don't think he's scored since. Um, so I think that probably continues until he gets that, you know, that two touchdown game. And then, you know, then you're too late. So I, I think I'm probably just going to continue to throw him in a couple of GPP lineups um, every week, especially with a stack like Hertz. Um, obviously we, we've seen his upside. We know that he has, um, you know, before putting them together, uh, is, is sort of the best way to, uh, the best way to get exposure there. Yeah. I'm just looking at over the last four weeks, he's got over a hundred air yards per game. No one else on the Eagles has more than 45, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, seems, Rager, seems good for him <laughs> yeah Rager's at 45 um but he I mean he was awful again today and they're just not even using him that much we're using him in that role that he used to have right Devontae Smith has taken yeah. over this deep role and Rager kind of um you know he's doing nothing so um you know he's he, kind of lost we talked about it last week but yeah, for sure. He's like taking a step back even from where he was. Yeah, Quez has kind of taken over, right? Like like Quez has yeah. really kind of taken over there. And then you've got Kenny Gainwell, who's like I mean, like the, the he's can't like he can't like subsist on those RB targets. Like, you know, fighting with two other running backs for the same de- shallow depth of target there. Like it's it's not on, man. Especially not in a game like this. Like, there's not much going on, right? Like, and he's not turning those. Like, and he still had five targets. Not bad. It's just not doing anything with them. Yeah. There's no yak. There's no yak, and there's no air yards, so it's hard, you know, in that situation to uh, not, not a great combo <laughs> to, to score fantasy points. <laughs> he's basically he's basically Zach Ertzing it out there, right? Like catching the football and falling down. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, yeah. I did. I, there was a fun game here for narrative lovers. In I think it was Cortland Sutton's birthday today. Let me uh, let me double check that. There you okay. go. Yeah, he, it was his birthday today. He had like uh, he got seven of eleven targets for 120 yards and a TD today. Uh, the Broncos lost, but like, I mean, 
this is pretty impressive because like you know like like reports out of camp was he rolled his ankle pretty badly like pretty severely on friday and like he was like a game time decision for today so you know to, to come out there and to really sort of get like re-announce yourself to the world was was, was kind of cool especially on your birthday you know <laughs> um, yeah i mean I I took I'm taking the I'm taking the L on Sutton. I I did not draft him nearly enough. I was so I was so heavy on Judy, and I mean obviously we're we're not going to know how that you know could have could have turned out with the injury, um, but like he had a great game and all. But I I mean I was watching Red Zone, and the Broncos look like hot garbage in the Red Zone, <laughs> like. Really there bad. were there were so many sequences where like they had there was like a second and goal from the five and like Bridgewater takes a sack and they have like third from the twenty and they just had no like I don't know I'm not like I'm not like a film guy but like I can tell <laughs> like when <laughs> when things just aren't when there's just no there's just no plan like they were just running around like their hair was on fire and it was it was comical. And then um, something something else weird happened towards the end of the game. Um, it it just it just looked like they didn't they literally didn't know what to do when they got in the red zone. Like that that long long ish touchdown to Sutton was like the best thing that could have possibly happened because if they got <laughs> into the red zone, they weren't going to score because they just they just <laughs> don't have it. They just didn't have it going today. Uh, once they once they got in close, Teddy was just running for his life. He was taking these awful sat like it was it was really it was really bad. Um so yeah, I mean I I I liked Sutton previous to this. Um I I, I kind of was hoping that he would actually I was hoping that this would be like sort of a down year Judy kinda kinda, you know, thrives and then Sutton is like the big post hype sleeper uh next year, but alas doesn't look like it's doesn't look like it's shaping up that way. That was just, I mean, that's just injuries, man. Like Judy, it was looking like that when they, before Judy got hurt. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, realistically, if the Broncos want to solve this red zone issue, they got to just unleash Javante, right? Like, like, what are they, like, what are they doing? Like, why are you letting this guy, like, why are you stifling him? I, I mean, at, the, at this point, like, he really was, like, making plays in the open backfield. Like, he was the only guy who was able to get behind, like, like consistently getting into the second line of, of, of defense. Like, he was the only one who was actually able to really put up any resistance against the Steelers' is, like, fast rush or defense. Right? Like, and, 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 and to be clear, TJ Watt looked, like, phenomenal today. It was the only game that I get in market, so we, it was what I had to watch. But, like, he was... All over the place. I think Mahomes is about to run for fifty yards. No, he's not. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It's just, it's just, it's just like he looked like Javante legitimately looked very, very explosive, and it really calls into question why they're not giving him way more work. Like why? Like I understand Melgo. Like they like like the team likes him. Like they they view him as like a you know stalwart veteran. But like at some point, you need to start using. Your explosive playmakers, right? And and I'm yeah. like Melgo's been around for a while. I'm sure he knows he's not the guy he used to be at this point, <laughs> right? Like you you can just tell, like he just knows what his limits are. 
Like you and, and like when you're trailing, they really should just be using only Javante. I don't know, man. Pretty frustrating. Yeah, I mean the so as far as like you know the the Twitter the echo chamber that we all sort of exist in and that you know we all write all this content and like you know proclaim that like better or whatever like i think that that i think i i've caught myself a lot lately being like you know like they like the coaches like they see everything at practice like they do all these things like i don't feel that way about the broncos like they need to whatever they're doing it's stupid that like i don't i don't agree like i like why are you using melvin gordon it does not it does not make any sense to me um and I know better in this situation. Other situations, I might not know better. But this particular situation, <laughs> it is very clear that they need to be using Javante like way more. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that keeps you know he keeps sort of eating away, and he has like a good second half of the season. That that's kind of that's probably best case scenario. Um, and you know it it's it's like a there's a non-zero chance that it's just gonna stay this way all year because Vic Fangio. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, one of, one yeah, of the worst. <laughs> yeah, definitely a non-zero chance that it'll stay this way. But I mean, you know, sort of the trend with these rookie running backs is that they will come on stronger. Yeah, later in the year they'll be they'll be uh, you know taking over their backfield just in time for the fantasy playoffs. So I think you know seeing. Javante get as many touches as Gordon today is is encouraging, you know, for whatever it's worth. It's still the Broncos though, so who knows? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> it's 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 going to be interesting because they are. I mean, three and two, they are a winning team. But I did want to hop over to um, to a couple of really interesting afternoon games. Um, really quick. Uh, I had a question for you, Matt. Like, I know you're a big Giants fan, and it's a bit of it's a huge shame that they lost Kenny Galladay, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, and his his injury was just it's still burned in my brain. And then Daniel Jones that really disgusting hit. But Kadarius Tony has really <laughs> this is gonna sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like, like, okay, so okay, so what are we doing, man? We go through all this. We have all our like fancy prospect models and everything else. And Kadarius Tony comes out and just says, "Nope." Like this is very, <laughs> like this is a very OBJ esque kind of like, like start to his career, right? Like yeah. he's missing all of training camp. He's yep. missed like a few <laughs> games. He just comes up and like rolls up like two hundred, like almost two hundred yards. Like what's going on? Like, what, is he for real? I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, and didn't think so. Um, like I, I think, but you still I, don't think so, right? Like the like the parallels are obviously there. Um, I think, I think that there's uh there's something to be said for the fact that like there were you know what like seventeen injuries that had to make this happen. Yeah. Um, and like it also. I don't know if you watch him. I feel like I keep going into like filmy stuff and I really like, I'm not, I'm not that guy, but like, if you watch him, like all of the things that he could theoretically do well, like all these, these move, like these jump cuts and the, like these, this quick movement, like 
he looks like he's holding a loaf of bread and like there is a very real chance that he just he just has like two of these games this year and just we never hear from him again like i think that that's more much more likely well obviously much more likely than him being odell but like it's i don't know i'm not i'm not ready to just be like no he like let's forget everything we thought about him uh you know six weeks ago and and like annoying i was literally having this argument in a group chat full of other giants fans uh all kids i went to high school with and i don't know why i say kids i'm like 33 years old but you know what i mean um (laughs) i was literally just having this argument with them and i'm just i my prior on him is too strong to just be like no he's good now like that's just that's just how it works (laughs) like i just i can't do it and then he punched a guy and got kicked out so like not not the not a great way to finish your breakout yeah i mean to 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 that end i don't think we've ever seen obj ever get close to where he was in his rookie year like ever right like it's been like he was a ghost today and baker mayfield threw the football like i think a season high i believe it was a season high um trying to find the game here i think he threw the ball a season high 32 times yeah and he saw like he saw like three targets, got two for twenty, and he dropped like a sitter on fourth down to convert. Right, like he just didn't see anything. Like he's lost, he's lost playing time to Rashard Higgins and yeah. Donovan People Jones and David Njoku. Right, like 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 I think I think that like OBJ's rookie season was so so good that it like primed us to think of him as this like elite player, and maybe he was, and like maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that like we really never saw. Because there must have been a reason for the Giants to have shipped him off, right? Yeah. Especially after paying him. It's, it's a shame. OBJ wishes he were Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like I said, I think I think that the it's one of those like it feels slightly gadgety, and I'm not ready to like I'm not ready to just be like, oh, like he's He's just going to be like that dude. Like he was like, how many good games did he have in college? Like, like what did he, like, what did he do? Uh, I think he had, oh my God, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't like, even know. He did for Florida, right? Yeah. He had, I mean, you know, if you, he had one good season, right? His senior year. But if you looked at his career up until his senior year, like objectively, he was undraftable. He was not good right. Um, right. until he was a senior, which is a major red flag. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. My prior is pretty strong on him, but it's so hard to deny these kind of stat lines. I mean, I'm sure. I, like, if we look back, like I I bet like Tavon Austin had a game like this, like. That's what it feels like to me, right? Mm. Like, I don't know. I, that that might be an overstatement. Maybe he never had like a thirteen target game. He probably didn't. But <laughs> like, it's a. Although actually, he had some of those weird like you know ten catches for like forty yard games that were uh, that were always always. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, was it, also it feels, arguably a way better prospect. Right. 
<laughs> right, but but just from like a just from like the like a stylistic perspective, just like yeah. he yeah. he seems he seems very gadgety, and yeah, like he needed. They literally had nothing. They had nothing else to do today than throw to him, like especially by the time they they rolled into the second half, and then it's like. You know, he's taking these like Mike Glennon targets for like long game. Like, I don't know. It just it all felt very perfect stormish. And <laughs> I I would need him. I, w- I would need to to see him, you know, earn targets on a consistent basis, like stay on the field. He had an injury during camp. Um, he was kind of being like a bonehead during camp as well. And what he got kicked out of the freaking game today. So <laughs> like, I mean, let's like let's call a spade a spade here. Like, I don't know. I don't know that like, but man's computer can't handle all this. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, no, it just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's a shame. His internet won't have it. It's just a shame because of Saquon Barkley, man, like he was completely like, he was back. He was, he earned six targets in the prior two games. Like he was back and then he just had his ankle rolled up on and it looked gross. Yeah. Yeah, it feels so bad for him. Um, it's, it's a bummer. Galladay left with a knee injury. Uh, yeah, yeah. kind of like what Matt was saying is just like it took and Shepard and and then Slayton are out. Like it took forever for him to really. Like, he had to be like deep primary focal point. Um, I mean, I mean, kudos yeah. to yeah, kudos to the Giants for actually fixing for actually, you know, deciding to focus on Tony. Yeah, like, I, I actually, you know what? I'm, I'm coming around to it, Matt. Like, this feels a bit like a trap game to where if you're going to overreact, he should be rostered in 12-team leagues, but if you're going to, like, uh, take him into mega chalk range next week uh, with uh, DK, like, I think, especially because he's probably like, super unowned this week, I think you're going to be in for a nasty surprise if, if uh, a lot of the Giants players are fully healthy next week, especially yeah. against the Rams. Yeah, no, I... I think, I mean, I, I think that, I think people are getting, generally getting sharper with things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm imagining that he's going to, you know, sort of settle at the, at the proper ownership. Like, I don't think people will overreact too, too much. Um, but if for whatever reason, like, you know, if, if Slayton uh, and Galladay and no Barkley, like, there, there's a chance that he just is complete chalk next week. I don't know if prices are out yet, but um, and there's a real chance that he's chalk next week, and I will very gladly be fading that chalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be okay. I mean, um, you know, I bricked, I bricked four of the last four slates that I played. You know, well, you make it five of five. You know, getting dusted today was not the worst thing that's happened. You know, you leave enough first or last, right? <laughs> yeah, the the thing about DFS this year for me has been um I've I've oscillated between being like, you know what? We're gonna trust the projections this week. Like yeah. the the numbers are the numbers and we're not gonna worry about ownership and we're just gonna do what the numbers say. And then that fails. And then the next week I'm like, nope. Not gonna do it. Not eating any chalk. No way. No how. Not gonna happen. And then, of course, you know, it it, it goes the complete opposite direction. And it's literally just been just been whack a mole 
uh, pretty much all all year so far. Just gotta, yeah, just gotta just just gotta like pick a lane and stick with it, right? Like I, I think I had like the the right process, uh, bad results, um, and then you know getting dusted by the chalk doesn't help, but yeah, it is it, you know it is what I mean. It, 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 if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna fade like a bunch of like high owned plays that all smash, you're just gonna not have a good day, right? So. Yeah, I, w- I would feel better if I was just sticking to my guns and doing like game theory type stuff. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I've I've eaten the chalk when it failed and 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 faded the chalk when it's hit has been uh, has has not been great for the old mental health. <laughs> no, that's that that'll get you that that'll get you like every time, man. Yeah, I just I have to just say forget it. I have to play it like I do golf and just do uh, just and go just... straight game theory. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's nothing else coming from it. <laughs> well, we're only four weeks into the season, so there's a lot of time to uh... five. Oh five yeah, weeks. five weeks now. That's right. Shoot. Oh man, you can tell how good my season's been. Yeah. There's a lot of time to a lot of time to oscillate back and forth a few more times. So. Yep. We're good. All right, with that, we'll call it a night. Special thanks to our guest, Matt Jones. Uh, Matt, what do you got going on this season? I've uh, been doing some showdown content over at FTN, and uh, I've actually, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. I've been doing, or started last week, uh, I'm doing sort of like a, a deep dive into some random data uh, on Tuesdays, and that's free over there. So even if you're not a sub, uh, you're more than welcome to check it out. I did some stuff about um, like average field position last week. And uh, I'm actually doing an article about kickoffs to just completely, completely alienate, alienate uh, everybody on Tuesday. So look out, look out for that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, actually that sounds like weirdly a lot of fun. So I would, (laughs) I would definitely be interested in checking those out. Um, yeah, if you're if you're in the market for some really good kickoff content, you know where to go now. Here All I right. am. I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely check out Matt's work. Follow him at Matt Jones TFR. Uh, for Hassan, I'm Blair Andrews. Thanks for listening. <laughs>